My brothers and my sisters, uh, we have gathered here today for another Humble Podcast Brag Podcast with your host, uh, Zachary Dupre. Yo, sorry to just throw this on you like this, but I just listened to your fucking story on Snapchat, and that was the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life, and I was like, holy shit. Hell yeah. Mr. Who. Mr. Who's Who of fucking English lit. We talking. Spear, 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 spear. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. It. I just finished it a few seconds ago. A lot of times, if I'm making a long-ass story like that, I won't even be through posting the whole thing, and people are already watching the first several I posted and shit. So I wonder if they get that far in it and then don't realize that I finished the story and never see the end of it. Like, they just jump in on that shit way too quick. <laughs> like, I want to know what happened to that motherfucker. Did he win that award or what? Anyway, this story went on at the very end talking about basically that was my only achievement in high school and fucking, and it was a big shout out and big, big ups and love to Miss Roten and shit. Shout out Miss Roten. I loved her too, dude. She was my jam. Yeah. Yeah, she was cool as fuck. You got good service right now or is this because shit going to fuck up? I got good service. All right, cool. Because there for a minute, you sounded like you were underwater, but it's all good. Uh, it's, all, it's all great, baby. But we could get into that bullshit story. Did you see the story, the fucking Snapchat story I posted like yesterday, two days ago or whatever? About nah, my phone been dead for three days, so no. Yeah, well, you missed it then because it's deleted now, and I forgot to fucking save that bitch. But a lot of uh-huh. people watched it, and they were all hitting me up talking about it. It was funny as fuck. It was about this painting that I have at my apartment that I've carried on for several years that I got from a crackhead outside of an AA meeting. Whoa, whoa. You bought a painting from a crackhead at an AA meeting? I bought it for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, will you give me some, some Marble Cools? <laughs> so I fucking, yeah, I walked up to that AA meeting. There's this crack fiend out front fucking sitting there doing shit with spray paint and a bunch of utensils and shit, making a damn paintings and bullshit and i was like dude that's pretty tight what you're doing right there man fucking hook me up with something like that so i went into the meeting and i came back and this motherfucker had painted up this goddamn amazing fucking monet looking shit and i was like dude that's tight and he was like i'll give it to you man if you take me up buy me a pack of smokes i'll fucking give it to you so i let this fucking crack fiend up in my car we rolled up to the store terrible part of town and i fucking bought him his pack of smoke pulled some money out from there Bought him his smokes and uh, immediately bummed one from him. (laughs) (laughs) And then fucking. (laughs) You bought him 19 cigarettes. (laughs) Yeah. And then I took him back to the AA medium to drop him off. And he he had a frame around it that was gold. And he was like, I'll even spray paint this frame black for you. I was like, fuck yeah, just don't take forever. Like, I'm not trying to wait around. The meeting ended a long time ago. Everybody's gone home. It's just me and you out here, dog. And so he fucking spray painted it black real quick, took it home, and fucking never saw that crack fiend again. Apparently he was from Cali, like a street artist in Cali. And this painting's fucking dope, dude. It's, it like, was good? Yeah. Whenever I released Bodied as a single off of the Know My Ghost thing I did with Tizzy Red, that's the picture I used was of that painting. Oh, I got I to gotta go look it up later. Yeah, I need to put the Bodied single video on my own youtube because it's on youtube but it's not on my own so people probably don't even know it exists 
Oh, no, I never know you release singles. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. Well, like pretty much at least one every time I do a CD. Nice. So how was Oklahoma? Dude, it was lit as fuck. It was so nice to get away for a little bit. All I ever do is chill here in Weatherford. I rarely ever, you know, do anything. So Venture out, yeah. Yeah, so it was so tight to go out there. And to see Brady is just fucking amazing because we used to see each other very frequently now it's very seldom and he just moved to colorado right after we finished like we finished up and they had packed up and they split right then oh he gone gone yeah so that's why i had to get over there and we had to do it right before he left and everything so literally that morning i'm transferring all the files onto thumb drives renaming them trying to get everything together and uh then i skedaddled and so did him and his wife and they headed to Colorado, so it could. Oh, he married. Oh uh, yeah, he's married. Yeah, I didn't know that. When did he get married? Uh, a few years ago, I believe. I think it's been uh, a year and a half, two years ago. They got married, but they've been together for like four years. Don't. Sorry if you're listening to this, Brady. I don't know exactly, but I know they've been together in total several years. Food, right? No. Oh, okay. Thank you. Sorry, I just got told I got food, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, the, yo, the, you made the Pizza Pocket trailer. Good job. How's the generic brand? Well, I didn't make them. That that's an old video from when I used to do them cooking things. The generic brand, shit, just as yeah. good as regular brand, only cheaper. It's only cheaper. The four cheese. <clears throat> yeah, the four cheese. Sure. I think it was the four meat because I posted a thing on Snapchat before I ever did it and was like, did a picture of it and was like, which one should I choose? And several people told me, go with that four meat. So I fucking, I was like. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, the, the the pizza pocket burn is fucking real. It's Your mouth be hurting for like two days after that. You bite into that bitch, fuck. Yeah. Magma pours out of it, dog. It comes in your mouth and it's like, oh, it's hot, but it's so good. And you just keep chewing, straight, keep hustling through. Straight magma, fucking Pompeii in your mouth, dude. <laughs> That's great. Fuck. So, how's your job going? Dude, it's great. It's so fucking tight. Like, just whenever shit goes south for me, it, and I think it's never going to change, like, shit turns around and I end up in a scenario. That fucking is just amazing. All the people up there are so fucking awesome. Like, you know, it like there's community up there. I feel like I'm a part of the group. Everybody likes me. I like everybody. We have so many dope perks. Like there's new owners now. They're really hooking things up and making sure we all have a good time and we want to be there. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah, I started a new job, uh, Last Thursday? Which one did you go with? Well, the beer place never called me back, so I had to, I went with the high the high fence ranch. Yeah, how's it going? Dude, I fucking love it. Nice. It's crazy. I didn't cuz I didn't know there was like mountain ranges and shit in Jacksboro. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, some fucking beautiful scenery. I got to chop a fucking uh, a ram's head off the other day with a sawzall. God damn, dude, I got to yeah, yeah, she was she was fun. Like, I don't know. I've never like skinned an animal or anything. Me either, except once. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
so I fucking I was with my dad and I was fucking broke, didn't have no job and shit. And like I'm out to East Texas to work on this old cabin that was built in like 1888 or something. We're going to restore some parts of it. I was like, fuck it, I'll go. Went out there and it was like wild west. Well, not wild west, but like living out in the boonies type people. And they were cool as fuck. And first night we were there, we finished up our work and then fucking went off in the back trees and fucking smoke weed came back and then people were like we're going to check our fucking hog traps to see if we got anything and i was like drunk and i was like i don't know nothing about this far out country living but fucking i'm down so we went out there and there was a hog trap big motherfucker they took a rifle and fucking shot it like uh in like in the head i think and fucking killed it instantly strapped it to the four-wheelers drug it back to the back of that cabin fucking strung it up over a tree hoisted it up and fucking they were like all right it's your time to shine dog you're gonna take this sawzall and saw <laughs> through the middle of this motherfucker's spine saw him in half and i was like i didn't want to look like a bitch so i was like all right so i took that sawzall and fucking i still to this day don't know how i stomached that because i hate gore i hate yeah me too but for some reason in that moment, I was like, I ain't going to be no bitch. And I, it took forever to saw through that hog. And the fucking satisfaction when the top portion of that motherfucker slumped into the ground, priceless, dude. It was, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool feeling. Actually, it's different. And, you know, to anybody that might be offended by that shit. No, I don't kill animals often ever really that's the only animal i mean i didn't even kill it but i dismembered it <laughs> but uh, you know that's not me but at the time i was like i'm gonna do some it's a fucking hog <laughs> i'm gonna do some country ass shit and they told me about how like in the back of its neck it has like some sort of and don't quote me on this but it has some sort of intense like plating and when they went to shoot it they were like if we shoot it there it won't die like you could shoot it there a million times it won't die because it has some ultra thick plating like in its neck so I think they shot it in the head or whatever, but they were telling me like when you go to cut it, cut right here because you it's where the saws are out trying to cut through that plating. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only time I've ever dismembered an animal, and I gotta say I felt like a boss. Right. So tell me about your sawzall story. Well, so we had these hunters come to the the ranch on they came on thursday and um you know they, they pay quite a bit of money to shoot these animals like twenty five hundred dollars for the ram and then they shot like an elk damn so that was another six thousand dollars damn so they spent probably like 10 grand there this weekend and dude shot that the dude that shot the uh the ram was an old 87 year old that like couldn't even see yeah he looked like he looked like me by 87 years old and uh dude shot him right through the spine like he missed the mark pretty bad <laughs> he <laughs> shot him he fucked the spine up right damn so i'm not used to seeing dead animals you know like up close and me either like that it's weird at first but you get used to it and so they hang this this nigga up by the feet and he's just, he's just drooping. And so dude starts skinning him. And he's like, you want to cut the head off? And I was like, I guess if I'm going to learn how to do everything, I might as well. 
And so I take this battery powered sawzall <laughs> and just start ripping through it, right? Yeah. And the battery dies like midway through it, so like the blade's still stuck in there. And I, I go change the battery real quick, come back, and then finish the finish it. And uh I grabbed it by its horn and just ripped it. And it fucking it finally fell off. I don't know. It was it was something satisfying, like you said. Yeah, something about it. Yeah, it was satisfying, but at the same time, like it was pretty horrendous. Like I don't remember it very well because I was pretty drunk. But there's splashes of the imagery and shit, and that visceral, hardcore, gory bullshit is like that ain't me. I fucking yeah. I don't know. I'm usually not into that shit. I don't know how I did it. Like I I literally. It was like a lapse in my memory that I even had the wherewithal to be like, I can't do that. I was just like, I'm going <laughs> to, I probably could never do it again. I'm more anxious now than I was back then. And so like just walking up on a dead animal and having somebody hand me a power tool and say, fucking carve this motherfucker. <laughs> Get after it. Yeah. Carve this motherfucker up. I would have been like, I'd probably be like, no way. No fucking way. Yeah. That means like I could never murder anybody. There's no yeah. way I could. <laughs> uh, sometimes I think I can, and then I'm like, mm, nope, <laughs> definitely couldn't. I want to sometimes badly, constant homicidal thoughts, but definitely could never actually go through with it. No shit. Yeah, I don't think I could either. I, like I would go ahead. I'd be I'd be too scared to like. Dude, I'm going to jail. Fuck that. Yeah, I yeah, I, and the fucking. What you have, what you'd have to live with after that, you know what I mean? Like I'm the type. Of, oh, so much remorse. Some people have none, and they just are like, I killed him, and I don't, I don't feel the least bit bad about it. I don't even think of him as a human and shit. For me, I don't like. I don't understand how people do that. I'd have to take a second life, and it'd be my own. Like I wouldn't be able to live with that kind of fucking trauma. You know what I mean? Of knowing you killed somebody, brutal. Right. Unless it. Yeah, like. Like, I mean, it, that you murdered them. Like, if it was in a car wreck and shit, maybe you could, that would hurt too, but it, maybe you could cope with it in time. But knowing you straight murdered a motherfucker, I couldn't live with it. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> sorry, hold on. Last weekend, there was a there was a kid that killed a girl over in Graham. I, I think I heard about that. Yeah. We were in a hotel room, and I guess he shot her, and then he ran from the cops. And he said it was accidental, like that he was cleaning the gun. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck cleans a gun in a hotel room, first of all? I did hear about that. I think some details were mixed or something like that, because I think it was Josh telling me, and he said something about maybe they were from Jacksboro or something like that, or it happened in Jacksboro. Maybe he didn't know. I don't know. But you say it happened in Graham? Yeah, it was at some hotel in Graham. Yeah, that's always the go-to. I was... Playing with the gun and shit, please, motherfucker, please. Who's gonna? What are you, Tommy Wicks? Yeah, who's gonna ever believe that? Anybody that was ever playing with the gun or cleaning it or any of that bullshit, you murdered, motherfucker. Right. Unless you, George Bush, shooting Dick Cheney. You better not ever be actually cleaning a gun and kill somebody because you'll never get, you'll never be able to convince people that's. Oh crazy. yeah, that's really what they throw the book at you. Yeah. I was like, what if that really did happen, though? Like, what if he actually was just cleaning the gun? That, <laughs> like, that's, that's tragic, like, Shawshank Redemption shit, like, because that motherfucker would, could possibly get death row and shit, you know what I mean? Like, I was going to, because she was pregnant. 
Yeah. Yeah. She was sad deal. Damn. So that's yeah, a, she was pregnant. That's a double homicide then. Damn. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's capital murder, I believe. Yeah, that, that should be. That's brutal. That motherfucker's in for a world of trauma and horrid things. It, Yo, it, dude's only dude's only eighteen. Damn. Could you imagine going to jail for murder at eighteen years old? And like, yeah, possibly spending the rest of your existence there. Uh huh. Insane. He's like, I would think, I would assume they would put him in SAG because if they let him out in general population, he's going to get killed. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I've watched too many shows about them prisons and solitary and all the bullshit and how he drives. I love prison shows. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> have you seen the Khalif Browder story on Netflix? I. I, I think a long time ago maybe not you have to refresh my memory memory about it don't quote me on this but i think he got some sort of he got he was a black guy he got uh arrested for stealing a backpack or something and i think he didn't even actually do it well the way that the prison system worked and shit it they just i can't really remember exactly but they kept pushing things back and forcing him to stay in jail and stay in jail and stay in jail and he spent all this time in there and uh was getting jumped and fucked with and the guards were beating him and shit. And it it just traumatic, horrible experience and shit. He finally wins his freedom somehow. I wish I could remember things in my life, but I don't remember shit. Anyway, he fucking, (laughs) he, he ultimately he gets out and tries to adapt back into the world, but he's seen so much, uh, terrible things in prison and dealt with such abuse and trauma and shit. And he was a young guy. And so, spoiler alert, turn it off if you don't want to know the end. But he fucking uh, ends up killing himself. He hangs himself out a window, like, at his oh. at his mom's house and shit. And it, it, like, started... Out of a window? Yeah, I think in the window or something like that. I think he, like... Huh. I think he, like, jumped out of the window and fucking the, the, what he, the rope or whatever hung him because then he was dang, wow. you know what I mean? And so... Yeah, it, it was sad, and uh, it started all kinds of civil rights stuff about, you know, the fact he was black and about how they, you know, stereotyped him and shit and profiled him and fucking took, put him away for a, stealing a backpack, which I'm pretty sure he didn't even do, and so it was fucked up. It, it's sad. You watch shit like that, and it can sometimes change your opinion on, you know, yeah, what's really going on. Yeah, BLM and shit like that. I don't have opinions on any of that once it becomes political. But personally, right. watching that story, I feel terrible for that guy and for his family and everything. Because that shit was fucked, man. I'm sure it happens a lot, too. Not even just to black people, though. Even yeah. just to any person. I'm sure being falsely accused of something and going to jail happens a fucking lot. Yeah, it's it's twisted. And the like the coerced confessions and all the... Shit, like I've watched all the murder porn and all the gritty crime drama bullshit. Like, uh, like I know exactly how to behave in an event where somebody suspects me of murder or some kind of offense, and then they put me in a room and they're gonna try to coerce shit out of me. Like, I what? But I hear, I hear people be actually like, even if they didn't do it, if if they're in the interrogation room, that they'll get them to admit they did it, even though they really didn't do it because of how stressful that situation is. It's, it's manipulative 
psychological uh, tactics and shit that they right. boy, you know, that fuck with people. You know, it's like they won't take no for an answer. You know what I mean? Once, yeah. Once you get that tunnel vision on, you know who done it and shit. Like you won't allow them to to say they're innocent. You know what I mean? Right. I, That's crazy. Like, I got respect for cops and shit like that and the tough rap they get and the shit they got to go through and stuff. But when you watch some of this shit, it's some of these cops are fucked, dude. It's just like with anything else. Any group of people you take, some of them are going to be fucked. Some of them are going to be good. To me personally, not all cops are bad, but there is some that are fucked. Dude, when, when, when cops are dicks, they're like, they're super dicks. Yeah, and they have that authority you know what I mean? That that power corrupts. You know what I mean? And you give somebody enough power over other human beings, some people are gonna abuse that power. You know what I mean? So I got no fucking remorse or kind of sympathy for fucking you know people that abuse their authority and shit when they get what's that what's coming to them. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like they should definitely change the way the cops are being trained. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I don't know enough about it to speak on it. I'm not educated enough, but I've come in contact. Well, you got who's who and anger's lit. Shit, dog. We can talk about it. We can talk about that. Yeah. All right, go ahead. What you want to know. All right. First of all, I'm going to tell you my favorite teacher in high school, besides Miss Roden, was Miss Reynolds. I don't know if you ever had her. Nope. Don't even know who that is. No? Okay. And shout out Pepe Saunders, by the way. Dude, Pepe Veranos was a banger, dude. That motherfucker slapped. I loved that, dude. Pretty sure he put rum in his coffee. I'm he pretty sure. Wouldn't be surprised. The first year I had him, we were drawing fucking upside-down crosses on his board and shit. Like, by the, <laughs> by the third year I had him, I loved that motherfucker. And he loved me. He was like, you're so good at picking up on this language. Like, you really could pursue this able to fluently Spanish and everything, you know, you could really get a grasp on this. I didn't give a fuck about any of that shit. I'm like, he was he was a fun teacher to have, to me. Nice. Alright, so get in this story about how you got who's who shit. of the English. Well, she fucking, that whole senior year, the only AP class I took was English. And it wasn't exactly English lit. It was just AP English. But we studied a lot of literature and shit in there and did papers over it and questionnaires and bullshit. But so at the beginning of that year, I had some sort of weird idea that I was going to go on after school to be an author. So I was like, I need to start writing. So I started writing this stupid book about a guy who has some sort of serial weirdo of some type plants a camera in his forehead that like the guy doesn't notice it's there like he never notices that it's there i don't know how he like had it concealed in a way the guy couldn't tell or whatever but he like captures him puts his camera in him and then the weirdo sits off in some remote location and the whole story is just over the span of like i don't know it was like a year or something where the weirdo is just like watching through the TV everywhere that the guy goes, like a first-person view and seeing all his interactions and, like, his... That's a great fucking concept. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, if I'm good at concepts, but when it comes to executing them, not always great. But it, I thought it was pretty neat. If I knew more about examinations of characters and books and shit like that, then I could have made it cool, maybe. 
but at the time that I did it, like if anybody if anybody would read it now, they'd be like, "This shit is bunk, poorly written." I wish you still had it. I want to read it. Oh, I, I still have it. It's in my closet right now. You do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna come over one day and read it. It's long. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, I was I always had my head on my desk, fucking hated the world, teen angst bullshit, trying to be a scene kid and all this, getting clowned on by the scene chicks and stuff. Oh, you're trying to be, you're trying to be like us and shit. I have my little Chiodo wait, CD. Wait, the scene the scene chicks clown on you? Yeah, because I was like a loser, and then the next year I came into school like with my hair straightened and trying to be cool and shit, and they were clowning on me for basically being a fucking you know, a poser or whatever oh. laughing at me and shit, basically like maybe they, maybe they just wanted to suck my dick. I don't know, but they might have, yeah. but to me, I felt like they thought I was a complete fucking lame But anyway, I had my little Chiodo CDs and taking back Sunday CDs and shit sitting on my desk. So people would notice them. I'm just a weird motherfucker like that. Just do little subtle things to try to get attention. But anyway, I was trying to be a scene kid and shit and didn't like anybody. So I just kept my head on my desk and fucking wrote this book every fucking like every day that I had that class through senior year. Pretty much. I was constantly writing. So I didn't pay much attention, but I still did the work. I paid enough attention to still get a good grade in the class because I've just been good with English. And right. At the end of the year, fucking graduation came around and I was fucking chilling. Like, so stoked this shit's about to be over. Fucking, you're towards the end of the lineup of the chairs, so yeah, yeah, with the with you just sitting there, yeah, and so then, in the old auditorium, yeah, and uh, was it who's all who's all who was all in your class that you thought would actually get that award? That I thought would get the award, the only one that I thought was going to get the award, I think, was. Sindel Peterson. Shout out Sindel Peterson. It was either her. I think she was salutatorian and valedictorian. I can't remember her name, but she was pretty cool and everything. Like no, nothing bad on her, but she thought she was getting that award. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like I think I heard right. talking about like she had got several other who's who's and she was going to get that one. I may have the details fucked up, but I'm pretty sure whatever her name was, which forgive me for not remembering the valedictorian of our class. Somebody listening knows that of the senior class of 2007, we are angel sent from heaven, senior class, 2007. <laughs> Somebody, I, I, I think my sister graduated with you. Maybe not. No, that's not true. Uh, Hillary, right? Oh, she graduated a year before you. Really? How old is she? she no, she graduated with Wayne. Oh, then she, yeah, she did graduate. The year right before me. Yeah. Okay. So I was sitting there chilling. They started calling out people for who's who. And basically the fucking, the people everybody knew was going to get the award was who got the award for each class. You know what I mean? The athlete, the star athlete was the one that got the like athletic who's who. Athletic, yeah. Like it was, it was most person to succeed is going to be the valedictorian. No doubt about it. It was predictable and it was getting to the end of it or whatever. And it was like, Everybody in everybody's mind, I'm sure they were thinking, "Well, we know who's getting each one of these awards." Sandals getting this fucking bitch again. It, it was a popularity contest, but at the same time, some of these motherfuckers really deserved it. You know what I mean? But right, I I didn't deserve it. But then they got to English Lit or whatever, and uh, were like, "The who's who goes to Kyle Spear." Everybody in the fucking auditorium. Spear, 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 spear. No shit. Hey, Eddie. Psych, dude. No. Nobody fucking did. You never got. Oh, no one did that? No, I'm fucking playing. 
Oh. Dude, nobody did that. And I like You're like, who's this? Who, who's that? Is that the kid like Chioda? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I fucking I was on the Snapchat story talking about how I fucking did a little dance the jig on my way up to the stage, but that's a lie. I fucking had major social anxiety. And so I was kinda in my mind like disappointed that they called me because I was like <laughs> now I gotta go up now there. I have to walk. No, I was like, now I have to walk up there, and everyone's gonna be looking at me. And some people might be thinking like, he don't deserve this and shit like that. And I was always thinking about what people were thinking about me and shit. So I was like, this is awesome, but at the same time, very hard to cope with right now with my extreme socially anxious ass. So I got up there, got the award or whatever, and I looked at the chick that was supposed to get it, Sindel or whatever that other chick's name was. And uh, you could see it on on the face of whoever, whichever one it was, like that it was it was not. They wanted that award. They didn't get. It. They wanted that shit, and we're expecting it. And suddenly, out of the blue, fucking Cinderella story, my fucking ass swooped it. Boy came in like David and Goliath and fucking con- conceded it. Played that giant. She was kind of big too. Yeah. That. <laughs> bad going hard anyway got that award and shit and uh like i was stoked about it when i got back to my seat and all that social anxiety wore off but in my mind what i was thinking is dude what a fucking baller miss roten was because nobody in high school had any reason to like me or think i was cool because i did nothing but fucking be a dick to everybody i hated everybody i didn't want to be there i had shit going on at home that was driving me crazy and I fucking, for some reason, Miss Roten saw some sort of potential in me or something like that and thought that I deserved that. And in my mind, I was like, dude, I fucking love Miss Roten. Like, I love her to death. And I still do. Like, she's awesome. I feel she's like. cool as hell. I feel like after high school, there was one time where I, like, reached out to her or something and just was. I, I feel like I really did have a conversation with her through Facebook and I can't remember the details of it or what was said or anything, but I think I just must have told her like how much I appreciated her as a teacher and everything and I haven't spoken to her since. But yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't spoke to her after high school either, but she yeah, she was she actually cared about people, you know. She wasn't just being a teacher, you know. Yeah, she didn't pick favorites, man, because I wouldn't have been I wasn't supposed to be any kind of favorite at all. But she seemed to like me, you know. She was cool with everybody, like. Right. And you wouldn't think that from somebody that was a cheerleader when they were in high school. You would think, you know, make that draw that assumption that they'd be the type to only, when they become a teacher, like other cheerleaders or like a certain class of type of people. But she was, she loved us all, man. And she fucking, I she had such a great class, and I loved being, even though I was fucking off. Like I loved that class, like. Right. Yeah, senior year of high school was was pretty fucking fun. For me, at least. What's some shit you did in senior year that you remember? Nothing, <laughs> because that was that was that was the the time like the Jasper and the Cedar House. Oh, so you were smoking weed <laughs> while y'all were drinking a keg every day. Yeah, yeah, that's man. The stories that could come from. All that partying and shit. Dude, I got Snapchat content for days about all that. The time I... Maybe the next one I'll do is the time I did X. Because that story is great. 
Oh, you. When did you do X? Fucking one night. I'm not gonna name any names about anybody in this, except for maybe a few. But anyway, <laughs> we were at the Cedar House, Jasper House. I don't remember. I was fucked up all the time around that time. So at one point there was some sort of scandal, and the cops got involved. And I'm not gonna go into details about that, but. They were asking about the house where we had stayed and what color was it. And I had been to that house countless times and I couldn't tell them the color. I didn't know. And I'd been to that house countless times. It was one of the party houses and they were like interrogating me about it. And I was like, I don't know the color of it. Wait, you got interrogated by the cops while you were high on ecstasy? No, 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 no. But Oh. I'm just saying, like, the, I deviated a little bit, but all I'm saying is I was so fucked up back then that I couldn't remember details of anything. And so, right. that event, like, when that happened, like, obviously, most average people can remember the color of a house. Color of a house. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't. But anyway, I was blasted all the time. The one night, everybody was doing X, and uh, I was like, fuck it, I'll do it too. And it was, like, heroin-based or whatever. Had never done it before and was drinking profane amounts of alcohol that night well we're playing beer pong per the usual i think we all took a stick pick that night or whatever all the people with stick figures tattooed on them which i'm one of course wayne's another you got zb you got uh nut ogle you got max ogle all of them dude i still have that picture and it's dope as fuck but anyway that night we're fucking over at whichever house that was uh fucking taking eggs and fucking playing beer pong and i am partnered up with somebody i can't remember who and on the other side of the table is one of the cunningham brothers like tom you know thomas and what's the other one's name they came chris. uh robert robert no chris. robert thomas and chris right yeah shout out to all them dudes i don't i never really knew them well but at chris, all chris chris isn't with us no more yeah yeah i have a story about chris too but I fucking anyway, Robert or Thomas couldn't remember his name at the time. He was across the table and I think he had told me his name and I pretended and fucked. I was starting to feel the X and I was fucking with him about his name. I kept calling. <laughs> I kept calling him the opposite name of what he told me his name was joking. <laughs> well, well, OK, so he was my partner to start with. And every time we'd make a cup and shit, I'd be like, way to go, Robert. Way to go, Thomas, whichever one wasn't his name. And I kept on fucking with him and shit like that, which he was a big motherfucker, dude. And I was just friendly with everybody. And so I was just like, I can clown on this guy and we'll have a good time. Well, he, we play on a team together for a while. We run the table a little bit and then we take some time off from the table because we lost. And then we come back to it and I'm against him now. Well, I, <laughs> I kept up the shit. Talk. You're still doing it. I kept up the shit talking from across the table. And all of a sudden, like, he was he was fine with it and shit, but all of a sudden something flipped in this motherfucker's mind, and he took both of his fists, balled them up, brought them down as hard as possible on the end of that table and flipped the table, like, knocked the table all over and shit. Oh, I remember that. And he was... Holy fuck. He was fucking livid, and he was like, if this motherfucker calls me the wrong name again, I'm gonna fucking fuck him up and all this shit. And, dude, in that situation... I would have been petrified because I can't fight. I've never fought nobody. So I was, but, but. Was that when Roach came out of the room with a fucking hatchet because he heard that? Yeah, listen. So. Okay. I was in Roach's room at the time. (laughs) I I should have been petrified, but I was so fucked up on X and shit. I was so happy. I could feel my brain tingling. I could feel my thoughts and shit. I was just standing over there with several other people and I was giggling and laughing and I was like, (laughs) 
don't I, I was like don't let this motherfucker beat me up and all this shit and he's livid like he's about to charge me and i'm just like y'all don't let this motherfucker beat me up and for some reason he didn't come at me or anything i must have stopped the clowning because i was like i guess he's had enough and so i went off did my own thing he he seemed like he was calming down but then just kept on raging and fucking going hard i think I just triggered it, his little rage fit or whatever, and then he set his sights on other things and was just pissed off about everything. Well, he ended up wanting to fight. He ended up wanting to fight like Adrian Garza or something like that. So they were in the backyard, all this shit, and uh, I we were just all out there clowning. We had like a tire fire that night or something like that. I can't remember, but we had some sort of bonfire going in the backyard in the middle of town. Well, they were going to fight and everything, and uh, I don't know if they did. I can't remember, but it shit got out of hand, and uh, that night, fucking... Yeah, Roach came running out of the fucking... His bedroom with a hatchet, and I think I was outside at yeah. the time. I, when I came in, they were like, dude, Roach hatchetized the fucking dryer, and you looked on it, and he had taken the hatchet and just fucking hacked at the dryer that was sitting in there. There were giant hack wounds on fucking... Hatchet, <laughs> fucking hatchet man wounds on the on the dryer, and we were like, "What the fuck?" And I can't remember how that got started, but somebody like Kelby or somebody randomly came to the house and were like, "It was Kelby because he punches EB that night." Yeah, they were all starting shit about how stuff was being sold out of that house, and they were the ones supposed to be selling in that town or something. I don't know who was pissed about what. I was fucked up. But we were out there, and everything was starting to escalate and shit. And Wayne was doing the usual instigating, trying to get a riot started and everything. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I snapped, too. And I grabbed Wayne in the back and fucking body slammed him and held him down. It was like, quit trying to start shit. Like, we don't need this. Like, I was always the one when all this fighting broke out that was trying to, like, calm everybody down and shit. I was like, we don't need to fucking do all this. Like, I, I always thought that fighting and bullshit was silly. But he was instigating and shit, and I got mad at him, body slammed him stupidly, and fucking all this, like, he fucking then, like... He, I, I can't remember what happened, but th- that night ended. And I went home and I was reading about it on my phone online or whatever the next day about how fucked up it is to get obliterated drinking while you're on X. And so I was like, I probably should never do Well, I went back to that park house. That's what we always did was we would go back to the house the next day and chill and wait for another party to start up. And they were all telling me, like, you're not allowed to do X anymore. Because I guess there was other things that I did that was causing problems. Like, you know, I was instigating shit, too, but not even meaning to. Like, and they like, you're not allowed to do X anymore. And I was like, that's cool because I already read about that shit and I don't ever want to do it again. And so I've never done X since then. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. So you were there? Yeah, I was in Roach's room when he came out with the hatchet because we hear he heard all the commotion, and uh, Stephen Medlin wanted to fight me that night. Yeah. Oh, and that night when we finally ran Robert or Thomas or who the fuck ever off, I still have this image burned in my mind where he was walking down the road, he was all pissed <laughs> that he had to leave, that we had run him off, and he started taking his fists and monkey punching the fucking ground as hard as possible, the middle of the road, just monkey punching the fucking ground. <laughs> 
in the fucking fight. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It, his hand had to have been torn to shreds after that. Like he was, it was, it was crazy. But anyway, wow, that's an awesome story. All right, so what what story do you have about his brother? Oh, okay. So one night we're partying at Brent's. They're across from the church or whatever. And yeah, his old house. Yeah, apparently there was some shit getting started at a house up the way like a few houses down from him and uh i don't know what was happening but somebody was pissed off and uh we went over there to see what was going on and randomly like chris came out of nowhere like he was walking the streets or something and so i was like what up man i didn't really know him and i was like what up man i'm going over here because there's some shit getting started up he's like let's go check it out or whatever well some guy over there i don't know who it was grabbed out a shotgun cocked it fired it in the air we heard the gunshot, and all of a sudden, me and Chris were like, fuck this. And we just started sprinting to get away because we were like, dude, oh, this guy's really pissed. He might fucking start popping caps in people. So we <laughs> we just dead sprinted away from there, and we're fucking heaving, huffing and puffing. I think we got down to Brent's and down to over there and watched things from afar and uh, fucking had a little drunken bonding moment with that dude because we escaped death. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. That's the only memory I have with that guy, ever. Oh, one of mine is we were at a party at Ogle's house one night, and um, he was he was walking the streets like normal, and all of a sudden he comes up. I think you were at this party, Kyle. Probably. I I think I remember you shacking up on the couch with uh, oh, what's her name? <laughs> what uh, is her name? Sierra Pyle oh. or Bree Adams. One of those two. Oh, my. No, it wasn't Bree. No, it wasn't. No. Okay, then it had to be Sierra. And uh, Maybe. Chris wanted to come up and fight everybody that night. And we had to fucking escort him off the fuck property again. Damn. That sounds like some Cunningham shit. <laughs> they always just been trigger happy to want to fight. And it's like. What, who is you trying to prove? Yeah, it's just dick swinging bullshit, dick magic contest <laughs> shit. I was never part of all that. I'd always thought that shit was stupid. There was people, yeah, fucking clowned on me and shit at the parties sometimes, and I would be like, "I'll let you hit me as hard as you want in the face, and if I drop and you knock me out, you can make me make fun of me as much as you want. But if I don't fall, then you need to shut this shit up." Right. And then I made great friends with them for that. They'd be like, you let me fucking cold cock you in the fucking face. So now we're homies and I won't fuck with you anymore. I was like, really? Wait, people actually hit you? Oh, yeah. No shit. Yeah. Wow. That's that's how I fucking stood up to them. I'd be like, I'll let you fucking. I'm, I don't fight. I'm not going to fight you. I don't know how to fight, but I'll let you hit me as hard as you want. But I wouldn't let him hit me square in the face and break my nose and shit, but I'd let him come across and hit me in the side of the head and see if they could hit me right on that button and knock me out. And it, Anybody ever knock you out? It only happened like two or three times, maybe. But Damn. I made some good friends that way. Dude, I saw Gay Andrew beat the fuck out of someone one night. I forgot who it was. Dude, I loved Gay Andrew. I didn't have exposure to like gay people and shit growing up in Jacksboro. Everybody clowned on people, called them faggot and all that shit. And uh, 
right. being raised around that, like you pick up on some of that stuff. But then when I got out into the actual world and met people that were actually gay, I was like, dude, these are some of my favorite people. And I loved Andrew. He loved me. I think he would like try to make subtle jabs about wanting to fuck me and shit. And I love, yeah. I love gay. Andrew's funny as hell. Yeah. I see him cock back on, cock back on a dude one time, pun intended. And, uh, <laughs> We fucking knocked this dude out. We were out at uh, Alton's house. You there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, you were out at Alton's house and what? Oh, and uh, someone someone was just talking shit to not even him. And all of a sudden, Gandra was like, if you don't shut the fuck up, <laughs> I'm going to come over there and beat your ass. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about, faggot? And so... He comes across the beer pong table and proceeds to beat the fuck out of this person <laughs> brutally. Uh, started, and then he, he got him to the ground, right, and just started head kicking him. <laughs> it's like soccer kicking his ass. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. I love yeah. I, I, I think I heard about Andrew beating that, beating that, beating some guy's ass, and that must have been what it was. I wasn't there, though. No. Yeah. I've only seen. I don't even know what happened to that dude, but I've only seen him four or five times in my life. But every time I see him, he's fucking awesome. <laughs> he lost a lot of weight. Uh, I, Did he? Yeah, I had him on Facebook. I don't know if I still do. Again, I don't keep up with people that that I don't really know, you know, so like that I don't know well or hang out with or talk to at all. But so I might still have him on there. Just don't follow him. I'm not sure. But uh, the last time I saw him on there, which was a few years ago, he had lost a lot of weight and shit. And I think he was a nurse or something like that. I don't remember. But yeah, I always liked Andrew. He was cool as fuck. He told me that my singing sounded like Bo Burnham. And that stuck with me. I was like, no shit. You think I sound like Bo Burnham? You think I sound like Bo Burnham? (laughs) Yeah, I dug it. I was like, hell yeah. That's cool. Told me that at a party one night. Like you just think it sounds like Bo Burnham. I don't know what singing I was doing because I fucking I can't remember. Maybe I was doing some singing in like the raps I was doing or something. I can't remember. Oh, oh, oh cause I did like vocal covers back then of songs, and I think we like listened to one at a party or something. And I, I don't like being the center of attention like this. But Andrew said something about I had a like Bo Burnham or something. I was like, hell yeah. If you don't know. <laughs> You don't know who Bo Burnham is? Fuck your go check. Fuck your, go check him out. Stick your own dick up your ass first of all, and then go promptly to fucking Spotify and check that motherfucker out because he's got some amazing shit. I don't know what happened to him. He was doing comedy specials and doing his thing and kind of dropped off the map. But at the end of his comedy special, what that may still be on Netflix, he has this song that he plays that mo- all of his shit is fucking usually clowning and silly shit you know what i mean about different things but just random shit at the end during the when the credits roll during at the end of his comedy special he plays this beautiful fucking song and to see what it's called hello one is in shit uh you hear me Hello. Well, fuck. I guess that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> All right.
Sorry, dude. Sorry. Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, so I went to Spotify to look up that song by Bo Burnham, and my phone took a fucking shit. Like, it's burning hot right now. It's been charging and fucking doing the podcast at the same time, and I don't know what the fuck happened. Oh, <laughs> did you did you find a did you find a song? Yeah, I believe that it's called "Make Happy," and it's at the end of his comedy special "What," and it's like, ah, uh, uh, fuck, it's something about trying to get happy or something like that, and basically about how he's expected to be happy, but he fucking deals with like depression and stuff like that. It's fucking amazing though. It's he does it on piano and it's a beautiful song, but I'm pretty sure it's called make happy. I couldn't I find love it. Bo Burnham. He's like, I love Oreos and pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's great, dude. Yeah. He, his, his, uh, his newest special was cool. Cause he did a, a song about left-brained people and right-brained people. And, uh, yeah. it was, I can't remember all the lyrics, but it was fucking dope. Like, just the yeah. way he thinks about shit. <laughs> yeah, he's ex- w- an exceptional comedic genius, for sure. Like, I wish I was that fucking smart. <laughs> his, his, ex- his execution on stage is flawless, too, with oh, the intricate shit he so does. Flawless. He's great, man. He's fucking great. Yeah, so, I don't... Check- have you watched... Uh, do you watch comedy specials much? Uh... Not recently, but I, I, I see a lot of them and I turn them off within the first like 10 minutes. Cause I'm like, this motherfucker ain't funny. But occasionally I find one that makes me laugh like a motherfucker. The most recent one I saw that I loved was Ronnie Chang. It was like uh, an Asian living in America or something was what it was called. And oh, the I haven't watched that one yet. I didn't know if I should or not. The motherfucker is just a pissed off cynical Asian and his fucking his personality just is perfect to me and I fucking died laughing the whole time like I sent it to a bunch of people after that that was several months ago when I saw it and it's the best one I've seen since but I haven't watched many since then I gotta watch that one it's you'll love it dude probably I don't don't know if you have the same I have a weird sense of humor when it comes to stand-up comedy I, I love all stand up mostly. <laughs> I I also love Christina Pazisky's shout uh, out Tom, shout out Christina P. Yeah, her fucking oh, mommy. Uh, Tom Segura's uh, wife. wife yeah. Now I don't listen to their podcast really. Your it mom's is house funny. is so great. Oh my god, it is funny, and I like I like what I've heard of it, but I can't I can't get off cats. Cats is the only podcast I watch or listen to anymore at all. Cats. King and the Sting, motherfucker. Oh, really? Theo Vaughn and Brendan Schaub. The hitters, man. I fucking love that. I've seen every episode like three or four times. So shout out Tolly Flores because he hit me up on my Insta DMs and was like, I saw that you did that podcast with Doopy and I went and listened to that shit and I'm hooked. He was like, nice Theo Vaughn references. And I see him, I, I see him on fucking Instagram and Facebook and shit occasionally liking king and the sting posts and shit like that and i'm like this motherfucker knows what's up the only okay so wait now tyler, only, tyler listens to the fucking podcast nice he, he well he listens to king and the sting and apparently now he listens to to a humble podcast brag podcast and he said he loved it and i yeah. went back listened to the one that he heard 
And I was like, I was on some bullshit on that one. I wouldn't have wanted to listen to me, but he liked it. And fucking that's awesome. He's the only person that's reached out and told me that he actually listened to it and he enjoyed it and shit. And fuck, man, it would be nice if more people let you know, like, hey, I fucking, I liked what I heard or whatever. You know what I mean? I have people people tell me that, but they tell me in person. Not It's not on messages or anything. Yeah, maybe that's what it is because I don't see enough people in person that actually have heard shit. You know what I mean? Right. So, but it was it was cool of telling you to King let me know. Thing, is uh is Brendan Schaub still doing his with Callan ever since that shit happened? Okay, so he's still doing Fighter and the Kid, but Brian Callan has taken like a leave of absence from the podcast, and Ooh. so he's, he's got some some guy named Josh Wolf or something is like the oh Josh of, Wolf. yeah I know Josh but. But Brendan has, like, never missed an episode of TFAT K since, like, through over 500 ap- episodes of it. He's never missed one. So I'm sure he was like, you can take a leave of absence and shit, but we're not shutting this bitch down. I'm still doing this bitch. Right. So he's still going strong with that shit. The whole shit with Callan, don't even get me started. Why? Because I don't. You, this is gonna ruffle some feathers. <laughs> you ruffle, ruffle my feathers. I fucking I don't know if it's true or not. I really shouldn't say anything, but I don't know if this shit's true or not. From the shit I read, it might be true. He might have done some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? Which I have no remorse for. Fuck him if he really did rape chicks and shit. But this cancel culture shit has gotta stop. It's gotta stop, yeah. y'all. Y'all taking out all my fucking heroes and shit. Now, Callan, <laughs> I'll take you my heroes out like that. Callan was never my favorite or anything, but whenever they took down Chris D'Elia, like even even, <laughs> Theo, even Theo makes a subtle reference to it. He's like, uh, they're talking about like twenty year olds or something like that, and he's like, oh, the age of the chicks that uh, took Chris D'Elia down. That's not exactly what he said, but. I had already made that point before to somebody. I was saying, what the fuck are these bitches that are well over 18 starting shit over? Oh, he fucking inappropriately messaged me too. Like, you're over age. Uh, you're you're over 18. He didn't rape you. He didn't uh, send you his dick or anything. You know what I mean? Unsolicited. Like, he fucking, and I don't know if that's true or not, but from what I read, I'm pretty sure he didn't just send his dick to these overage chicks, you know? I don't right. know details, but from what I read, I drew the conclusion that some of these chicks were overage and were fucking playing into it too. Like, you know what I mean? Like they were into it too. They were like, oh, it's Crystalia. You know, if you're over 18 and shit, it's weird that he's digging that far down in age when he's as old as he is. But you really got nothing to say if you're overage. You know what I mean? That's why there's a legal age in this fucking country to, to get banged or whatever. You know what I mean? See, I shouldn't fucking speak on this shit because I'm gonna get burned. But no, you're you're fucking right. It's fucking it's ridiculous. Though now, don't get me wrong. The chicks that were underage, totally out of line. Totally yes. approve. Totally don't approve. Shit is fucked. But these other chicks that are overage are just looking for a, an a, an attempt to fucking jump on that with the other chicks and be like, let's all raise our fists and talk about how. We've all been fucked over by Chris D'Elia. It's like, get off the fucking train. You don't have a voice here. Leave it to the chicks who actually were fucking, you know, done wrong by the guy. The chicks who were underage, who did not know any better and 
you may not know any better even when you're 22 or whatever but the real important thing here is the people that were underage who he took advantage of and who actually you know were were pedophiled or whatever you know what i mean but right but they all want to jump on this bandwagon when the shit happens they all want to talk about oh he messaged me too he asked me how my day was and so i didn't think that was cool so i think that fucking i'm gonna jump on this and we're all gonna have a voice together and shit you know they feel empowered by this idea of just coming out and saying any little tiny thing that a guy's done wrong and shit you know what i mean look i hate most women, 95% of the ones on the planet probably, but I could never fucking rape one. Could never bring myself to do it. I'm the kind of guy that if there's not something reciprocated, like I couldn't bang somebody that wasn't enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, you know, y'all are, y'all are taking down all my heroes and shit for that. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. If they really did some shit wrong, if they really did it, they can go fuck themselves. Then they should but, be taken down. But I'm just saying some of it's speculative. Some of it's speculative and you don't really know. But that's what happens with the cancel culture is that before there's any proof or evidence people of, assume of it actually happening, which sometimes they have text, you know, and shit like that, which it's kind of hard to fake that. But it can be done. I'm a cynic. I'm think I'm saying if there's a way that somebody can manipulate details, it's possible. But. Even so, it's kind of hard to fake a bunch of texts and shit. And with Chris, in Chris D'Elia's case, there was a bunch of texts. And it's like, man, man, this man probably did some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? Like, it looks pretty clear he did some shit he shouldn't have done. But the point, the point is before, before any of that evidence comes through or before that person's even got to speak their piece, their whole entire their whole life over, their whole life is ruined. You know what I mean? Anybody can come right. out and say you did some shit now, especially if it's a woman, and you are fucked. I put it like this to, to some people that I've talked to. I am afraid to... To even talk to a girl now. To even talk to a girl and let it progress to the levels of sexual things because at any point, like, it could be the wrong woman. At any point, some girl could... Okay, so some girl could, which I don't do this anymore, just hook up with chicks. Like, it's not my thing. But if I even did, let's say I meet a chick on an app and we go out one night and meet and we have drinks. We have a few drinks. We come back to my house and we both consensually agree we're going to do some sexual things together. Nobody's going to sit there and be like, and look each other in the eyes and be like, do you approve of this? Yes, I do. Do you <laughs> approve of this? Yes, I do. Okay, so, so you're saying you do. Okay. Can I get it, can I get it written? Can do, I get it written down, please? Right. Do you approve? Yes. Do you approve? Yes. Okay, then we can proceed. Sex doesn't happen that way. Not when both people are wanting it to happen. They both give in and they both do things together. You know what I mean? Let's say this chick had two drinks. Let's say I had five drinks. We're probably about on the same level maybe because my tolerance is a little different. Who knows? But we both agree to it. We both have sexual intercourse and do sexual shit together. Then the next day, I tell the chick, like, maybe she, like, thought something was going to come of it and we were going to hook up and then proceed towards a relationship or something. Well, let's say something went wrong. That next morning, I was feeling like a dick and I was like, or, or even after sex later that night, I was like, 
I got a no sleepover policy. So you guys to go, you know what I mean? I don't, <laughs> I don't have a, a lot of respect for people that just want to sleep with me right away. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, my respect level for you plummets for the most part, it plummets. Cause I'm like, you know, there's no dignity in that. Like, why would you want to fuck me right away? I, I'm not going to say no. Cause I'm a guy, you know what I mean? I'm not going right. to early. I'm not going to say no, but they ain't going to be life and material most of the time. In some cases, if I really like the chicken stuff, I'm I'm going to be a tease for a little bit. I'm going to be like, no, I don't want to put out right away because, you know, I, I'm not like that. Like, I like you and I want it to be something different than that. If I look at it, it's just mm-hmm. then I'll let it happen or whatever. But let's say the next that later that night, I tell her I got enough sleepover policy. So you guys to go. Maybe that's not exactly how I put it to her. But in as many words, I tell her you can't stay. She gets she takes it harshly and is like. This is fucked up. Like, I, I liked him. I thought he was cool and shit. I thought putting out would make him want to hang out with me more and everything. And he was a dick and told me to leave. So let's say I'm famous in some way. Let's say this podcast has a huge platform and fucking tons of people listen to it. And I'm famous for rap or whatever and bullshit. And so I have a career in the arts, essentially. This woman goes back to her um, to her house or whatever that night and starts thinking, you know what? He's got this career where he's well known and everything. And and I could take him down if I wanted to, you know, fuck this guy. So she, she could paint the narrative. She could spin the narrative that she was too drunk to consensualize and too drunk in that moment to, to have ever agreed that that shit could go down. So she goes, everybody's going to believe that bitch. She goes public with that shit. She goes public. And because of the fact that I have a prominent name, people are like, the people's image of me has been, let's say, positive, but it suddenly turns negative in the public eye from people who do not even know me, widespread, far widespread, even some people who are fans of me now have this opinion, once she has gone public with this shit, that I'm a fucked up human being and that I would let, that I would get a woman drunk. And that I would then take advantage of her when she didn't have the wherewithal to agree to it. Now, me and that woman are the only ones who know what really happened. Let's say there's not any text proof. There's not anything other than we came back to my apartment and there's you know, there's no fucking camera footage of anything. Nobody knows what happened but me and that chick. But if she sticks by her story that she got more drunk than she should have to be able to consensualize with me in that moment. There's nothing I can do to defend myself because they're not going to believe me. They're not going to believe me. I'm the guy. You know what I mean? It's generally understood that guys are more lascivious and are going to do things like that, which is very much true. Generally, it's guys that take advantage of women rather than vice versa, generally. So people are going to believe that I fucking raped that chick. And there's nothing I can do to defend myself. There's no amount of me going public and saying, I swear to God, I would never fucking do this. I swear. Y'all know me. I would not do this. I can't. There's nothing I can do to defend. Yeah, you're done. You're done skis. In some cases, motherfuckers deserve it and they really did the wrong thing. But in my case, in that scenario, I really didn't do it. I really would never do that. I'm saying publicly, publicly, I would never have had sex with this chick if she wasn't wanting it back. I could even tell it just like I told it a minute ago. I would never have sex with somebody that didn't want to have sex with me back. I'm just not like that. It's exactly. There's exactly. no way I could do that. I need that emotional connection that we're both enjoying ourselves or else I feel 
rejected. I I'd feel rejected if it. I, chick I was feel drunk. like you would feel like so terrible afterwards. You know what I mean? Like you would. It, why would you do that to somebody anyway? You know what I mean? I just never could. But it's such a fine line you walk whenever you're inebriated. You know what I mean? Super fine line. It's because when and, you're inebriated, it's a super fine line because you cross you at, at any you cross that super fine line to where at one second you're into it to the next second you're a little too drunk to know whether you're into it or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when drugs and alcohol are involved, it's sketchy. You know what I mean? So so some of these motherfuckers deserve it because they really did some wrong shit. But in the scenario we just talked about, I would not have been guilty and would not have done anything wrong. And yet I would still be burned to the ground. My career yep. ruined because in, all in it took a matter of an hour, it would be over with. Yeah, that, that shit spreads far and wide instantaneously in this technological age we live in. And everybody would would know that this shit went down and would believe that I took advantage of a woman and did the wrong thing. And so it frightens me that the slightest thing I could do to piss a chick off would, would could have her turn around and hit me with a me too. And I'm not that guy. I would never do shit like that to anybody ever. And yet I could be hit with some kind of me too bullshit. I'm not prominent and well-known or anything. So it probably wouldn't matter. They probably wouldn't gun for me because I'm, I'm not, there's no way to take me down publicly and shit because I'm not in the public eye really. But you know, nonetheless, somebody could hit, Still. hit me with a me too and say I did something wrong. And, uh, and then my reputation is ruined everybody fucking in their mind the idea has been planted so they're thinking in their mind did he or did he not i really don't know some people are going to grab their torches and pitchforks and say he did oh yeah he did this shit let's burn this motherfucker to the ground some people in their mind is now the idea is this guy that we thought was great and we liked his music and we liked things about him and we thought he'd never do this thing what if he did do it and once you plant that idea in somebody's mind and they have to go back and forth between maybe he did. Wait, I know him. He wouldn't do that. But he wouldn't do that. Planted. And now people's image of you has been thrown into a juxtaposition. You know what I mean? Like, right. So it's terrifying that at any point in this age we live in of socials and bullshit, that your whole image could be ruined off of something that you might not have even done. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's crazy. Shaw- it's the Shawshank thing you know what i mean and Somebody, so yeah now you you almost back off kind of yeah you know what i mean i have a lot of reasons for keeping my distance from women but i gotta be honest in this cancel culture me too bullshit that's that's one of the reasons that i only let women into my life that i strongly feel that i can trust and that would never do me wrong in exactly that, in that kind of a trust you fully 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 yeah, I I have I have extremely ridiculously ludicrously picky when it comes to women. Luda, Luda, baby, Luda. <laughs> that nickname, Luda. Uh, so Max asked me this question the other day, and I didn't know how to answer this, but here here it is. Do you think women can rape guys? Absolutely, that it can be done. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I said too. More the chicks raping dudes per capita is much smaller, I'm sure, than the dudes raping chicks per capita. But it can certainly happen. For real, certainly it can happen. You know, huh. there was something I was watching the other day about 
Oh, it was King of the Sting. They had some guy on there that was telling Mike Catherwood, I think is his name. You know that guy? No. He's some sort of prominent podcasting figure. I don't know. I had never heard of him, but I'd seen his face before. But he was on there talking about he was on there with Dr. Drew. The episode was called Love Line, which let's be honest, if anybody watches King of the Sting, that was the worst episode they've ever had. But it was, I love Dr. Drew. <laughs> it was still it was just it wasn't King and the Sting, you know what I mean? It was the whole it wasn't as funny, like they were just talking about, you know, love lives and bullshit that, that didn't have a comedic element to it. So it kind of killed the vibe of what that show started out as. So I didn't like it. But anyway, Mike Catherwood or whatever his name is, was talking about how a chick he went to some Comic Con bullshit or something like that, and there was a chick that they were calling some sort of cheeky name because she just blew all the guys randomly there and shit. But anyway, <laughs> he like followed him back to his, uh, his hotel or something like that or whatever and proceeded to suck his dick. And in that moment, he like there, he had a girl he was talking to and was kind of into and everything. And he was like, I really don't think this should be going down. Like, but she, he said she like yanked his pants off and started sucking his dick forcefully and shit. And he was just like, he's a guy, so he's like, it's an awkward scenario. It would be an awkward scenario for a girl in some cases. He'd be like, ooh, please get off me. I don't like this. You, you don't want to offend and hurt that person, really. And when it's a guy, when it's a girl doing it to a guy, it's like, you really, like, some guys don't want to just tell a chick, like, it's something like that. Because then they're thinking, am I bad at this? Does he not like me? You know what I mean? Right. So maybe in that moment, he was like. I, it's it's hard for me to tell this girl to stop. Like, I don't want to hurt any feelings. You know what I mean? Plus, I'm a guy. I'm getting my dick sucked. I mean, that's kind of cool. Who knows? But he, but in retrospect, like a lot of women have happened. In retrospect, when you look back on it after it happened, sometimes years later, you realize I was taken advantage of, and that wasn't cool. I I have a memory now of a of a time when something happened to me that I had no say in, really. You know. And so right. in that case, he was raped. You know what I mean? He was, his dick was sucked and he didn't want it to be sucked. <laughs> it's, I don't know why I laughed at that, but, but I mean, like, it is funny. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. There, there's like, I'm, like I said, I'm ludicrously picky. It, there are certain women that if I, like, there was the other day, there was this chick, like, I got home to my apartment and there was a note left on my door. And I was like, what the hell is this? And it was on July 4th. And I was like, what the hell is this? It was almost my birthday. And I fucking opened the letter and it said, uh, I don't mean to start any problems if you have a girlfriend, but I live in apartment so-and-so and I think you're cute and here's my phone number. And so I was like. Did you text it? Well, I before I ever did any of that, I ran a trace on the number to find out who it was. Because I was like, I don't want to reach out to this chick if she's fugly like mm -hmm. i don't roll that way sorry right. i have standards sorry i'm not just this guy that'll accept any fucking chick into my life you know what i mean right so I, same way <laughs> i re yeah that's most guys most chicks too let's be honest you must be taller than me or i'm you not must be six foot two so yeah, how is okay. it wrong if I say you must be this certain weight or I'm not interested? You know what I mean? Same deal. Oh, like, I have girls to, will fantasize your ass for saying that. Right. If I have to be a certain height, then bitch, you got to be a certain weight. How's that? Double standard. <laughs> anyway. So, so I look up this chick's name. I find out who it is. 
I find her socials. It takes me a long time to do this. I had to buy a trial of the white pages. You, I was like, you, how'd you, how'd you find her? Like the phone number, how'd you trace it? Cause that shit never worked for me. And I tried it. I went on the white pages website and it was like, if you pay a dollar today, you have like a week. And I was, so I paid the dollar or whatever. And I had the week trial. And, you know, that night I fucking ran the number and it gave me all the details, the name, all the shit I needed to go hunt her down on socials. So I got first and last name. I went and I canceled that white pages right after because I don't I didn't want to charge me. Went on, found her on social <laughs> was like, she's kind of cute. You know, like she she's kind of cute. And I looked on her thing about the stuff she was posting, anime, stuff like that. I was like, we might have Uh-oh. a common. She seems pretty cool. So I fucking I I hit her up. After I've determined that I didn't want to hit her up to see what she looked like and then tell her, like, I'm sorry, but I'm not interested. I didn't want to hurt her feelings like that. So I'd rather right. know what she looks like ahead of time and decide then whether I should even start, even get her hopes up or not, you know. So I determined she's kind of cute based on her social media pictures. So and she seems to have some cool interests. So I hit her up. We talked a little bit and then she was playing this kind of game where it was like at one night I was drinking a few beers and just hanging out and I told her after work you should come over we should meet each other in person and like talk and shit and see if we feel each other's vibe and see how we feel about it you know what I mean this was like after two days of talking something and she would kind of recede and be like I don't know that's kind of quick and all this stuff and I was like look I didn't put my fucking number on your why would you put yeah I didn't come put my number on your door. You thought I was cute. You fucking, you're talking to me. And she didn't have any kids, which is the number one for me. You cannot have kids. You cannot want kids or I do not fuck with you. She didn't have kids. I don't think she wanted kids. And I was like, cool, let's proceed. I was like, come over. And she was all trying to play around bullshit. Like she wasn't ready or something like that. And I was like, look, we don't have to meet each other in person. I want to know what's up. I don't want to talk to you for weeks on end only to meet you and then we don't have a vibe in person and i'm like i got my hopes up about you but i don't dig you then i gotta hurt your feelings too i don't like being put in that scenario so she ended up coming over and it was mostly a catfish she didn't look much like her pictures Um, oh fuck they looked like they were taken a while back but to her credit we clicked on a lot of things and she had a lot of cool interests and i was like this chick's pretty cool you know but would i fuck her no would I date her? No. Sorry if that makes me a dick. She's cool as fuck, but she's friend zoned. Sorry. So she came into my room and fucking like sat at the edge of the bed. Like she wouldn't even sit on the bed. I was thinking like, look, I'm not going to fucking rape you or even talk you into sex. That ain't me. Like, I don't, I don't want to bang you. And I, even if I did, I wouldn't, you know, try to bang you. Right. right. You know what I mean? So she like sat at the edge of the bed and it was super weird. But at the same time we had cool conversation and then she randomly got anxiety or something and had to leave. I don't know. She was like, I got to go. I'm like, during the middle of a good conversation, I was like, okay. So I walked her out and everything. And I told her like, hey, you know, text me. Text me if you want to or whatever. And, uh, you know, waited like a day on her to text me. Because I was like, we could end up friends. You know, I had determined I'm not right. going to date and I'm not going to fuck this chick. But we could be friends. We could be friends. And she, she never texted me or anything. So in my mind, I'm thinking she must have thought I wasn't good enough, like, or something. Oh, wow. So it, which surprised me because I, <laughs> I was a 10 compared to her. 
<laughs> but she never hit me up. I was like, well, I guess we aren't going to be friends or anything either. I don't know what this is all about. And so I just was like, fuck it, blocked her number and all that shit. I was like, I'm not going to. My mantra is I ain't going to wait three fucking days on a response. Get better at texting. It, this this ain't the 1950s. You hear me? Get better at texting, cunts. It pisses me off. Some of them are exceptional at texting, and some of them are just shitty. They'll look at your shit, leave you on red, and then go about their day other shit, and then days later. Then text you days later. You're like, I'm so sorry. I got busy with a bunch of shit. The best friends I have in my life are the ones that, that I can stay, I can keep a conversation going with. You know what I mean? Right. There's like Destiny's a good texture. I could text her and just keep a conversation going with her. Incredible texture. Incredible. Fucking right. up with things, talks to you. You keep a fucking ongoing conversation going that never stales because it stays stagnant for three days. You know what I mean? Like it's cool. And you know, it's it's how it should be. So this chick didn't hit it hit me up for like two days and I was like, you know what? Fuck you. If I'm not good. Or if you don't even want to be my friend, if I'm not good for you when you catfish the fuck out of me. First of all, these right. new filters on these apps that they be having, it's bullshit. It's absolute fucking utter bullshit. You know, like I, I, I don't believe I'm a catfish in any way. Like whenever I, you see like, what you get when I, yeah, when I talk to a chick, like and I get her number, which doesn't happen often, or get her Snapchat or whatever. The first thing I do is send her a body pic and a and a selfie, and I'm like, just so you know, I ain't catfishing you, and th- those are really my pictures. Here's some I just took just this moment. You know what I mean? And I'm sending them to you. Right. This is what I look like right now. Some of those are sort of old, but if you look at the pictures I'm sending you right now, I ain't changed much. I still look <laughs> pretty good. I'm still about a six if I brush my teeth. Which <laughs> shout out the Ovon, shout out the Ovon because I didn't make that shit up, but I use it. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> but I'm about a six if I brush my teeth. But anyway, they know what they're getting. You know what I mean? And so, right. fucking, and part of what I do in that moment is a little manipulative because I'm wanting them to do the same to me. Bitch, show me you aren't a catfish too. And when they play. Right. When they play around and I have to come out and say, like, can I see what you look like to do? You know, what you what you what you looking like today? Right. Not three years ago. It annoys today. me, you know, because it's like I'm being open with you. I'm letting you know I'm not a catfish. I'm comfortable with what I look like. So I'm all right with showing you my body and everything. I'm all right with showing you my face in the moment. I ain't dolled up. I ain't had a chance to put makeup on. I might be wearing my, I might be wearing my glasses. I don't like wearing my glasses. Don't think I look good, but this is what I look like right now so you can see it so you know what you're getting. And if they play around after that and try to not send me anything, I'm just like in my head, bitch, you're catfishing or those aren't your pictures or this is some kind of scam. Why are you doing this? And then I just block them. But there's been chicks that'll right away send me something back. I ain't catfishing you either. They look good. They look like their pictures. They're somebody I'm attracted to, and we proceed. Nice. I like that method. That's a good method. I'm going to start using that. It's just how you got to do it. You know what I mean? Because there's too much of this game playing. Like, there's too much bullshit. I don't got any discrimination against people that are he- like chicks that are heavier or anything like that. Or got no. Heavier. But I- I'll make jokes about it. My thing is butter body because. I would put her body. <laughs> I'd rather fucking. I mean, so a lot of times these chicks will have a cute face. We're talking, yes, good. But I've been on these dating apps so long now 
that instantly I can tell you. You could based, tell. Based on a face. Instantaneously, I'm like, you fat, though. And I and sure enough, I'll go to a body pick or something, and I'll be like, yep, you fat. Sorry if that offends anybody. Sorry if it offends you to call somebody fat. But let's just be honest. There ain't well, sometimes on, the, on like, the Tinder or whatever, they don't even have a body pick, and you got to go search them. That's what I was going to say. Social media. That's what I was going to say. And then you do that, and you're like, oh, fuck. I should have known. Some of them fool you, though. Don't flame me over over this whole fat thing because it's honest. It's fucking honest. Some people are... We're just being real here. Some people are heavy. Some people are not. But let's not fucking pretend that it's healthy and that it's awesome to be overweight. It's not. And the fucking coolest thing is when you see chicks that have like before and after photos where they're like i looked like this i wasn't happy with what i looked like so i made a fucking change i wanted to be attractive i wanted to be desirable i wanted to have the body that fucking made me feel good about myself so i and the crazy thing is they're like 20 times hotter right and they put in that fucking work and that's super hot super dedication super attractive when somebody has that kind of fucking you know that willpower yeah, to fucking do something amazing for themselves. You know what I mean? I'm not saying mm-hmm. fucking make transformations and kill it and work super hard at my body and shit, but I'm not fat. And if I ever got fat, I would put in the fucking work to make sure that I had the body I wanted to be able to look at. You know what I mean? Some people right. look at themselves in the mirror and they're like, they're like, I'm fat and I think it's fucking cool. I love what I look like. More power to you. I have nothing against people that are heavy, you know, but... Whenever fucking you play around, you don't put a body pick and you fucking play these games with all these angles and bullshit, that shit pisses me off. If angles, heavier, if, angles. Heavier, if you're heavier, either do something about it and get better looking or <laughs> sorry, but either do something about it or just be comfortable with who you are. Don't just be- some bitches. Some girls will actually be like, I weigh this much. And if you don't like me, then swipe right. Or if swipe I- left. Yeah, and so that's exactly what I do. If you got that attitude where it's like, this is what I look like. If you don't fucking like it, then fuck you. I'm like, immediate left swipe. Because I hate that attitude. I just don't like that attitude of like. Yeah, it's like, a left swipe. Yeah, You're you going to like me exactly how I look, even though it's unhealthy and shit. Or you going to fucking get out of here. Because I'm never going to be with some chick that that refuses to improve herself in any way. You know what I mean? That's a right. That's a closed mind mentality. I'm fucking amazing just how I am. There's nothing I need to fix about myself. So fuck you. Hey, there's a lot of things wrong with me that I need to fix about myself. And I acknowledge that. And I'll always work to try and get better in those areas if things go off the rails. But if I'm paired up with some fucking cunt that's like, there ain't nothing about me ought to change. I'm perfect. This pussy good. Bitch, please. Everybody has things about themselves that they need to improve on. So don't fucking front and act like somebody ought to love you for exactly who you are if you refuse to ever do anything to make yourself a better person. Fuck that. That shit pisses me off. You know what really grinds my gears? That that fucking that grinds that gets my goat. Sure does. But right there with you, it pisses me off when they don't have a body pic because it's like, let me see what you look like. Come on. So I can make the judgment myself. I have a preference. Don't you know, nothing bad on you if you're not my type and shit. But I'd like to know. So I don't swipe you right only to find out when you send me a body pic and have to tell you, like, I'm sorry. We started to like each other. We had a conversation going. But then I saw what you looked like. And that's not my preference. You know what I mean? 
That's not the right. type I'm looking for. Just like maybe you're, maybe if I'm lying to you and fronting and showing and playing angles and shit, but actually I'm only five three and you're taller than me and shit, you're probably gonna be like, you know, in a, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> in a lot of cases, the chick's gonna be like, oh, you're shorter than me, because that changes things. You know what I mean? Like when a chick's taller than you, it changes the dynamic and shit. Like generally i don't think chicks want a guy shorter than them and stuff that's just how it is so if i play around and play angles and bullshit you and then you find out i'm short and shit that's kind of a letdown it shouldn't all be about looks i fucking get that but everybody has their preferences we if you sit in there and saying you have no preference and you'll love anybody that exists on this planet you're a fucking liar because there's somebody out there that you will say there's they just they ain't attractive to me you know what I mean? right well let's not front and act like we're attracted to every human being and we would fuck anybody because it's not true. Hell no. Nope. I always say I got standards and like a lot of guys tell me you shouldn't have standards. They're like, fuck you, dude. I got standards. That's some shit they always used to say. Lower your standards, up your average. That ain't me. I, there's been some times I took down some real hogs. Sorry. <laughs> really? Yeah. Sorry if that offends you, but I fucked people that I didn't really want to fuck because I was egged. You went hog hunting twice now. <laughs> I was egged, I was egged on by my friends for fucking flesh fest, October flesh fest, and all that bullshit. And in hindsight, I'm like, I fucked people that I really wasn't attracted to. I don't do that shit anymore. If I'm not attracted to you, I, I'm not hooking up in the first place. That ain't me. I'm not hooking up with anybody with the, just being a fuck to them. No. I'm, I'm, I don't play that game anymore. I'm too old for that shit. But, you know, back then I fucking banged some people that I really didn't want to bang, you know, because of stupid shit. I was pressured into it by my friends to do stupid shit, and so I did. Not proud of it, but, you know, I have fucking standards these days, and they're pretty fucking high. Sorry. <laughs> nice. Keep them high, dog. Keep them high and tight. That's how it is. What does high and tight mean? What's the origins of that saying? You keep you keep hearing it, huh? It's from Tom Segura's fucking podcast, your mom's house. No, he didn't make that up though. I promise you he didn't. I've heard They it. call him they call him jeans, so they say keep him high and tight. Yeah, I know, but he did not make that up. It's gone back a long time. It's been around a a while, you know. But I don't know what like the origins of it, what it was referring oh. to. In his case oh, he referring to pants, but in the original I don't know. I, I know oh, that's what you means. meant. The original. I don't know. I just, I just I said know, it because I, I know what it means, but I don't know the origins. It's like as the crow flies. Okay, well, I get that. You know, I get or something you can shake a stick at. Yeah. What? Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? What did it come from? Who? Who the fuck was somebody shaking a stick? Those kind of things intrigue me. But anyway, there's a band called Boyfriends from fucking Austin, Texas. Mother fucking amazing music i've been i have hundreds of streams on their fucking spotify and shit now i am obsessed with their music i hit them up on on instagram and sent them this ultra long novel that i texted them about how amazing their shit was and how obsessed i am with their music and the shit they're putting out and they got back to me and were like dude we appreciate that so much we love doing it for people that appreciate it like that because they're kind of small and low-key and i like fucking pumping pumping the nads of these you know, people that haven't blown yet. And like, no, like, keep doing this fucking What shit. kind of music is it? Is it metal? No, it's like prog rock, prog punk kind of shit. Uh, okay. But it's like, 
similar to the Mars Volta and stuff. So of course I'm gonna like it, right? It's good. Oh, yeah. I don't have enough friends that really appreciate the music I send them. I have one homie. His name's Corey. Basically, anything I send that dude, he's like, he has the same taste as me. He's like, dude, this shit is dope. And if he sends me shit, I'm like, dude, this shit is dope. And I love that motherfucker. Hell yeah. I haven't really been listening to music a whole lot lately. Honestly. Podcast? Podcast and uh, that's about it lately. Yeah. A lot of people are switching. You know what I mean? Right, but every now and then I would, like, the other day I jammed uh, Limp Bizzy at the Chocolate Starfish and a Hot Dog Flavored Water. Oh, yeah. That, that album still bangs. <laughs> yeah, you showed me. You sent me the shit, uh, the picture. Of, <laughs> don't judge me. I don't know. Random, I was like, I don't know, don't judge me because I feel like people hate Limp Bizzy. <laughs> and I was like, I ain't judging you a bit because that shit used to be a smacker. Everybody knows This it. is not... It- Everybody in their mama, <laughs> everybody in their mama was jamming fucking Limp Biscuit, dude. Hell yeah, it's dope. But um, well, I gotta go to bed because I gotta be up at six in the morning, bro. So I'm sorry, to cut short. It's all right. I know the moment when you're about to back out. Since I've done this podcast seventeen times now, <laughs> done a four. No, it's been more than that. I think it's been five or six. Well, hell yeah, I'm gonna keep coming on. Yeah, fucking shit's awesome. We got like 40 minutes on the last recording and 40 on this one, so we almost got an hour and a half worth of content for y'all bitches. Y'all bitch asses. Um, one day, though, sometime soon, I'm going to have to come over and we're going to have to do a live one. Shit would be tight. Hell yeah. So I'll be in this apartment till the end of October, and then might be moving back with the parentals just to save money and shit and i don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about that but where they be where they be living at now i'll be living in my one bedroom apartment in weatherford right now no where would you be moving to it's it'll be in weatherford too but it's we won't oh. do a live podcast there or anything that shit wouldn't be cool nobody wants to come to my parents houses and shit <laughs> I mean, it could Word. happen. They wouldn't care, but it just would be weird for me. I would be yeah. weirded out by if we were bothering them and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's understandable. But yeah, so we can do it. Try to make right. before the before end of October. October. Yeah, before the end yeah. of next month. Uh, I may be. I mean, I may end up in a different apart or end up staying here. I'm not sure what's going to happen yet, but. We'll see. But, yeah, if you can make it before the end of October, then I'm definitely down to do that live one, homie. Hell, yeah. I'm ready. So, well, all right, boy. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks for hitting me up and wanting to do this shit again, man. No problem. I was like, dude, I don't know. I was just like, he's got to tell that fucking story. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was great. That was awesome. We ended up telling a bunch of them, which was. You got any uh, any plugs you want to hit up? What do you mean? Like, you want to tell any plugs that you got? Like, your Instagram, your, your Snapchat, shit. anything? I don't know if anybody that doesn't already follow my shit will follow them, but my Instagram is Kyle, double underscore, Spear, S-P-E-A-R, my fucking first and last name. If anybody wants to hit that shit up, I post <laughs> mostly, not as much music shit anymore these days, mostly more family stuff and occasional selfies and bullshit, but I have a, a fucking... Um, 
Instagram for my rapping stuff called Javelin Rapper, um, and it's linked to my to my personal Instagram, so you can find it through there. I got my YouTube channel uh, in my Instagram bio, and I constantly post links on my Facebook profile uh, to get to my YouTube channel. So if you want to add me on Facebook, it's Kyle Matthew with two T's and Spear. And you can add me on there. I don't give a fuck who adds me on there. Can't promise I'll follow you if you post a bunch of garbage, but it'll be cool having you as a friend and liking my shit. So, <laughs> but Snapchat is Spearboy7789, and I post fucking hilarious stories on there that actually a lot of people end up jamming and hitting me up about and saying they thought it was funny and shit. So, Aside from rapping and bullshitting on this podcast and doing all kinds of creative shit, I also got a little bit of a comedic side. So if you want to laugh, add me on fucking Snapchat. Yes, sir. So, all right, Kyle, I'll hit you up later, boy. All right. Thanks, dude. Be later, man. Later, boy.